Hello, Little Giants Nation. Welcome to your home of Little Giants Athletics. This episode starts now. Let's talk some football. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Little Giants Radio. This is going to be a, a, a special episode because this will be our last episode with Coach Jarvis on Little Giants Radio. Um, earlier this week, it was announced to the team that um, Coach Jarvis will be stepping away, stepping down as head coach. Um, we'll be going on to other things for next year. Um, and I know that a big focus that we wanted to do for this episode, Coach, is being able to – I didn't get to be there when you uh, when you were able to speak with the team. I think it's important to know like it's um, – you had the opportunity to be able to actually address the team as a whole, um, all the way from JV guys up to varsity guys. A few of our coaches were able to be there. But since I wasn't able to be there, I haven't got to really talk to you about it. And so right. you were you were game – to want to talk about it here on the episode. Yes. And kind of be able to share with all of our listeners, give us a little inside look at what that conversation was like. Um, and kind of what, and then we kind of could go from there when you were able to address the players. Yes. Um, you know, it was one of the hardest and most difficult decisions, you know, I've had to make uh, personally and professionally. You know, we did meet did meet with the team. Um, you know, put a lot of thought and prayer into it. You know, but we talked about just like I told the guys before every season. You know, we talk about goals. We talk about the goals that we have for ourselves and the goals that we have, you know, for our families and for our team. You know, and of course, as husbands and fathers, we have goals for our families. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you hear opportunity knocking, and sometimes you got to open the door, or yeah. at least at least kind of peek in. Right, definitely. And uh, the the kind of the first step uh, for me to start moving towards those other goals uh, was to uh, resign as head football coach at Waynesboro. Um, you know, I do think that. The program is in a good spot. You know, the kids work really hard. Um, you know, and I, and I know it was kind of sudden, and and honestly, it was it came about really quick. And right. as you, as you know, coach, I just spoke to a prospective new coach to add to the staff just last week. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 um, if it's not obvious, right, to listeners, is that we've been doing a lot of new things, right. Right, uh, this podcast being one of them, but it has been bringing on new staff. Um, obviously, you you brought me on full time. Changes that we've been making to the weight room, we had tons of changes and conversations we were having just not that long ago, to where it was clear that there really wasn't an, an inkling that you were that you were gonna that you were planning to leave. It wow. actually makes zero sense because of so many pieces that we've been putting together. Kind of relied on you existing here still, right? And so that is where I think it is important because it is a lot of these things that we've been building and really pushing that would be new this year um, can still be here. You've done enough to where that foundation is here to allow us to be able to continue to move that ball forward or pick up, pick up the rifle was a phrase that got used a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Brother in arms drops the rifle because he goes down and you got to be able to pick it up and keep going with it. Right. And so you have allowed that to exist 
but definitely you can tell, at least for me and our conversations, it was obvious that it was, hey, this was kind of a thing and then really a thing really, really fast. Yes. And it's kind of one of those things, um, you know, there's the the timing is not necessarily what you thought it was going to be. Um, but like I said, you know, the, you know, when, when God puts an opportunity in front of you or, or lays an option out there in front of you, it's not always at the time that you think it's going to be, but it's at the time that it is. And I, I think certainly I can, I think all of our listeners can absolutely, we all can relate to that because I don't think I've ever had something that's been a major, you know, a sudden change or an opportunity that was convenient. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's never like this is exactly as I thought it was going to happen. This is how this is because I have all the time in the world. This totally makes sense. Nothing seems insane at all, and it's like perfect. I don't, I don't think I've ever had that. No, it's always been that's how life works. No, and that's and that is um you know if there's a larger lesson that like identify um. Have you ever heard of the phrase black swan? Not sure. So swans are typically what color? White. They're white. And, uh, but there is a certain type that are black. Mm-hmm. So they're all black. It's called a black swan. And what's interesting is that if, you, if all you know are black swans, they're not that unique. So you're like, oh, okay, whatever, that's it. But in, in reality, it's a black swan is really, really rare. It's like the, it could be like the idea of a, uh, an albino tiger or where you have this, this unique thing that happens that causes them instead to be all white, to go jet black. And what's important is black swans are out there. They exist. But you can't spend your whole time chasing to go find a black swan because there's all these white swans that are around. So the idea how that lesson has been perpetuated is your life is full of white swans and those white swans are all the time. And it's important that you continue to do what's necessary just to allow your life to go by. But there will be times that a black swan will show up. And the way we've equated this back and the way the metaphor works is that it's black swan are those unique opportunities that come by Mm -hmm. 10, five, 1% of the time. Right. And you have to take note. You have to take notice and they cause a fork in the road to appear and it forces you to make a choice of left or right. And, and what that decision is then dictates, of course, as we all know, what happens next, like the ultimate, like butterfly effect, the ultimate domino effect of I chose left instead of right. And so black swans, you know, for me was, I had no intention of going to Florida and I had just happened to be doing camps in the summer mm-hmm. to go to the University of Florida. I have camps in the summer and the Florida State camp I'm supposed to go to that I've been to the year before gets canceled. And so, but all of a sudden out of nowhere, we're like, well, hey, there's a school between Tallahassee and Orlando that we've never there seen is. before. Because being from California, right? Florida is Florida. Yeah. There's no distinction between it's Miami, Florida State. It, it doesn't right. matter. It just is. It's Florida. And because I was a Pac-10 guy when it was still the Pac-10. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The old days. Yeah. Like it's UCLA was the team I went to every every weekend. We were right. at UCLA games. And so there wasn't a whole lot with Florida. But we had – so out of nowhere, right, an unseasonal hurricane causes a closure. 
which I've never experienced, never had a camp get canceled at last second. I've been to a lot of camps at this point, but Florida, for whatever reason, doesn't close. So Florida is going to hold their camp and we choose to go. And as soon as I get there, I immediately feel something different. Mm-hmm. And But it forced a left or right. Either we don't say, hey, yeah, let's go try that out and we just leave it alone. But that was a, a an opportunity to where if we didn't look at it, my trajectory completely changes. And there's all sorts of those opportunities where you don't know, right? But like you said, it's those black swans come. And black swans can be really negative, horrible things as well, right? Black Good. swan of like it's COVID-19 shows up. That's a black swan for every single That's person on the swan. planet. It is a unique circumstance that we get to decide what direction we go. We go left or we go right. And everything we do next is going to then dictate it. And so that is where, for me, it just is you were given an opportunity. And I think the, the lesson overall is that we, we have to do the 80% every day. We've got to be working at a thing all the time and just putting in our work, have our head down, our nose to the grindstone. And if you're doing the right things, opportunities will present themselves. But if you're not doing the things necessary – you may not realize, you may not have the skills, you may not have all these things prepared. So when that opportunity does come, now you could go take a look at it. You could consider it. Otherwise, they just continue to pass you by and you don't realize that they're there. So that you, and so luckily for us, I think, and gratefully is that there's a lot of pieces that you have built over the last four years. Like I said, that a lot of us new coaches that have come on, right, and me included, is that it's like, Oh, I got all the ingredients. I'm walking into the kitchen and I'm, oh, we're full. Like we're stocked full. There. We got all the ingredients. I got everything that I need right here. And now we just need to be able to come in and get to work of kind of, of, of getting a team put together that can then use these ingredients the right way to make something really special. Yes. And I, and, and I don't, those ingredients haven't, it's certainly when you got here four years ago, I don't think the kitchen was stocked full it was of not. ingredients. If we're going to keep was, our metaphor. It was a little bare, a little bare when I came in. Uh, I think the most noticeable thing in when I was able to uh, meet with the team earlier in the week, um, we met in the auditorium, and it kind of took me back to uh, back in 2020 when I was announced as the head coach. Um, they were when I was announced the head coach in 2020. There were 19 kids in the auditorium. That's like JV and varsity? JV and varsity, because they were coming off a year in which their JV season was canceled. Uh, Not have a JV season. So there were 19 total kids in the program. And that would have been, there. that's not like sickness, right? This You said 2019. Right, yeah. No, right. This, so is, this, this is before. You, we can't this blame is, COVID, right? COVID has not hit yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, no, it's, it's, there were 19 kids. But then uh, just a few days ago when I was able to meet with the team and inform them, I was stepping down. There were 65 kids in the auditorium. So, and, and that's something that the kids did. Yeah. They, they talked to their friends and they got excited about playing football again in Waynesboro. And they brought, they, they put in the work and they wanted to play. And then they brought their friends out to play and it created this brotherhood. Yeah. If you will, of a group of young guys coming together for one common purpose. Right. Uh, that's kind of one of the biggest things that I noticed right away um, in the, you know, comparing and contrasting those two, those two meetings. Um, you know, and the other thing, you know, these kids, these kids have done, 
Um, you know, when I when I got here, one of the biggest things was academic eligibility. A lot of kids struggled passing their classes so that they could play football. Sure. Um, but they worked at it. They worked in the classroom just as hard as they work in the weight room. And they became eligible. And they started coming back out for football. Yeah. Um, so really, uh, we're really, I'm really proud of the, of what the kids have done, you know, not only in the weight room, but also in the classroom to be eligible, to stay eligible. And at the same time, one of the, the, another thing I'm kind of most proud of that's happened in the past four years is a couple years ago. And obviously you guys know, you know, coach, you know, college coaches come in the high schools. That's what you hope. And they recruit. That's yeah. what you hope. That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, but a couple of years ago, I had a college recruit come in, and you know, I won't say where he's from or anything, but he comes in and he, he goes, Coach, I am so glad to see kids from Waynesboro that are now recruitable athletes. Hmm. Um, what did he mean by that? That was a big, you know, and I think, I think it was more or less that he could see the transformation of the athlete at, at Waynesboro High School. He could see that, okay, I could take this kid or that kid and he could do something at the next level. Yeah. Because it's obvious that he's been putting in the work that is necessary to go on to the next level. Kind of like what you said about, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone mm-hmm. and getting your work done and getting getting after it and then all of a sudden okay here here's this opportunity for you yeah it's come about because of the work that you've put in and someone noticed the work that you put in and they are offering you a chance to keep doing something that you love to do um and you know you looking back we've had you know past four years we've had anywhere between two to three seniors have an opportunity to play college football Right, uh, which is huge. It's huge, you know, because with as, with some of them, without that opportunity, they may not have gone to college. Um, and I then know, also that's what had, it was for me. Yeah, and also we've had we've had kids that you know chose not to play at the next level, but they are in college, right? And they are getting an education. Um, and we have kids that learn skills that they are now applying to their job. You know, being part of a team at their job um, and super proud of those kids that have been able to kind of carve a life out for themselves here in the bigger world. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things I'm most proud of for the kids. And that's something that the kids did. You know, they did that on their own. Um, Because you're really just trying to be a guide. Right. You know, ultimately, once we all know this, especially if you're listening and you are the parent of a teenager, and if you're one of the guys, one of the players, and you're listening to this, it's this is what what's real is that it's y'all are gonna do what you're gonna do. Like it's you are the age in which, as you guys get older and as you have teenagers go from 14 to 18, you're a totally different species as a male, and you have this drive to get out. You want to go. You want to go do other things. And so the best that we can do, the best that coaches can do, mentors and people that are around these players, is just try and keep them on the path. They're going to fall off the path a little bit. They're going to have, they're going to zigzag and waver back and forth. But 
is just to kind of be a guide, to, to shine the light in the direction so that they have options, so that they have a fork in the road as well. Because I think there's too many guys that just settle for this is what my fate is. I'm determined, right. I'm doomed to be this. And I think for me, certainly my years in education and then in coaching is always been, I want you to be able to make a, have a choice, to make a decision. And in order to be able to make a choice, you have to have more than one option to choose from. Got to have options. Got to have options to make a choice. And so that's where for me it is, I think that that is one of the, that certainly should be one of those things that you want, are, are proud to hang your hat on as you look to exit this program is that it's if more guys have choices at the end of their four years of high school, then dude, at the end of the day, that is kind of what it's all about. There are only a certain percentage of guys that are ever going to go play onto the next level. They even want to go play at the next level. And there's a huge percentage, like 98% of them, 99% of them. They're just going to be regular dudes in their communities and so you want those regular dudes to have options that are that can make themselves better. They can make the community better. That's what you need. You still want them to be dudes. So even if they're not on the football field, that's real talk. You still got to be a dude. Got to. The community relies on it. Football is one thing, but it's is creating men on and off the field, teach them what it means to be a man, how to be able to handle yourself, have responsibility, be able to own up to mistakes, being able to push for push forward right through adversity you see the wall see the problem that's ahead of you and then be able to go at it and know that that's the challenge like it's these are all they can be so cheesy and so cliche but it's at the end of the day that is what we're doing we're trying to mold men or mold young men to be good and great men molders and builders yeah are what are what some of the best coaches are yeah one thing we want our players to have options once they leave us and they, we want them to be able to stand on their own as men, you know, when they leave us. We want them to be good husbands. We want them to be good fathers. And we want them to have great lives. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and I definitely think, certainly, I wasn't part of the program, and but knowing what I have to work with, like I said at the beginning of this, was the ingredients that are in the kitchen, they're there. And that's what's been nice. It makes it very easy to identify, all right, where do I want to keep driving? Where would I want to put pressure as a strength coach and as a position coach that's on this team? Where can I continue to apply that pressure? Where can we continue to pull things up? And I think that, that it, it, we're in a really good spot. And I, and I think that's great too, Coach, because not only you, but a lot of the assistant coaches um, have already committed to keep the ball rolling with the offseason. Yeah. And the I believe uh, the, the old phrase goes, the standard is the standard. Mm -hmm. And the expectation is that we are still lifting. Definitely. Because at the end of the day, the Waynesboro football program belongs to the athletes. Right. It's their program. This coming fall, it's going to be their football season. Right. And the work they put in now is going to determine their success in the fall. Yeah, and I will say it's it's good because w when we record these, will vary during the week, and while they always up on a Friday, we'll record on a Monday or a Wednesday. Like we'll record at different times, and so um, it was good because you had let the team know on Tuesday, Tuesday, and then I 
lifted them Wednesday in the morning, which was the same Valentine's Day massacre, which we won't talk about today, but I am tempted to talk about a little bit, maybe on another episode. But it was the same Valentine's Day massacre, which is one of my favorite lifts to put players through. And it was the day, literally, you know, 12 hours, 13 hours post you letting them know this right. news, right? And that has sudden changed. The reality was is that we had new guys that had never been there before. Great. New guys that I don't think I've ever seen affiliated with football before. Like, I'm talking like brand new guys brand new. that are interested. And also our same old fate. Like it's, we had a really solid number of dudes. That's great. Like almost maybe second, if not the most people we've had. So the fact that it's, it appears mentally that our dudes are locked in. They understand what's expected of them. So being able to, like I said, pick up that rifle and keep going, it's, they're there, they're ready. And so that's why uh, for me, it's really important if I think about as we transition in thought right now, which is kind of expectations of what is to happen next. Yes. It's for me, it's, we got seven on seven. I know we got some coaches that are passionate about wanting to even grow seven on seven opportunities. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be looking at that. I know for me is that I have a battle of the trenches lineman series that I'm wanting to be able to push forward after our dead period. Yes. As we go into March and April. So, which is a, a lineman focused that it's opened up to the entire community. I want to keep pushing that forward. We're going to continue to look sharper and be sharper in the weight room. Yes. And be able to continue to do what we're doing. I had so many players be like, oh, I thought we were maxing out this week. It's like, dude, we've been lifting for four weeks. You don't want to put an embarrassing max on the board right now. We got to get you where you're at. We got to, we got to keep learning and keep strengthening ourselves. Then we can put up a max that we can really chase over the summer. And you want to be proud of that max. I don't want to be sad of that max, coach. I don't want to, and you don't want to. Like it's we 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 have all these points and everything that get added up. To whether your name gets to go on a a fancy board and stay there forever, like it's you don't want to be on the little board. Like if we can get you there, I want I want a solid showing. But it's but but they're hungry to be there, right? The kids want to be able to do that, so we're going to keep doing that over the summer as we can. So there's lots of growth, and yes, the podcast is going to continue. Because I'm the pod, like for me, because I'm the podcast guy and everybody sees that, it's, that's been a question I've got a lot. What, what's going to happen? We're going to continue to go because I want to be able to chronicle everything that we share with you all of what we do in previous weeks. But this is a great opportunity to be able to chronicle kind of what's the process going to look like as we look to get a new head coach hired, as we look yeah. to continue to go into spring and do all these different pieces. Now, as far as you know, Coach, because I think you and I probably know the same amount, what are expectations as we know it when it comes to hiring the new head coach? Now we're not we're not in central office, right? No. We're not administrative, but I think it's the ad got put out. Yes, I believe it's already posted on on Wednesday at like twelve a.m. Right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. we'll so I know that. it's out. Yeah, and I think it's just going to be open until guess what? It's not. And then uh -huh. logically, what they'll do is they'll interview people. Interview. Until they don't do that anymore. Right. And then they typically will announce. And I think it's a realistic timeline too, Coach, we were talking about is ain't nobody's going to do nothing while we have this dead period. Right. Because spring sports are priority at the moment. And the dead period for football aligns with spring tryouts. That's kind of strategic for the dead period. Right. You know, so it, it's reasonable to expect that not a whole lot of traction is going to happen until after spring tryouts. Yeah. Now, here's a question I didn't prep you for. 
Okay. But I just thought of it, and I think it's a good way to kind of close out this episode because this will be a little bit longer of an episode than our ones in the past. But it's, what would you like to see out of the new head coach for Waynesboro football? Knowing where you were four years ago, knowing where you've left it now, if you were someone that got to hire this person to mm-hmm. pick up that rifle, fill in gap, whatever, whatever, it's what would you like to see as you step away and look at where the program is and then where you would love to read about one day in a few years from now? Right. Kind of what do you want to see out of that individual that's coming in? The biggest thing for me is you've, you've got to be – player first yeah here at Waynesboro and and really you need to be person first I know what you mean by that but what do you mean by that will you flesh that out so when when you look at an athlete you can't here at Waynesboro you can't necessarily look at him or her as what can this kid do on the field for me sure look at it that way is you got to look at it more of what does this kid need me to be yeah for him or her you know we we talk about you know the community of Waynesboro and a lot of these kids you know as coaches we try to we try to create adversity because we want to teach them how to overcome it right in the weight room or on the field yeah hey a lot of these kids they wake up every day and they already have adversity. You know, there's some that they may not know where their next meal is coming from. Sure. And you have to understand that as a coach and you have to understand that there are some days where a kid comes to you and he doesn't, he doesn't need you to be his football coach that day. Yeah. He needs you to be something more. He needs you to be something different. And you have to find out what that is. So, you know, I hope that the 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 next coach understands that. I know a lot of the assistant coaches understand that already. And they see it. Um, so I think. It's a hard thing to you, do, Coach, yeah. right? It, 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 the reality is, is you're going to have it. It is one of those things where you got to know a kid well enough to look into those eyes and understand which kid am I seeing today. Right. And then you got to be able to put your own demons at the door. If you're a coach and you're coming in, you got we all got lives. Everybody's got things going on, but it is a moment where it is, it is vital. It's crucial to that kid that's going to be in front of you that you are not distracted by your, your regular life. Right. Like it is one of those things, the ability to compartmentalize and leave. I leave my dramas as my personal stuff, like in the car. When, yeah. when I walk out of that car and I have my whistle on, it's, I am now, I'm now here for the, like these kids are where I'm at. Yeah. Doesn't matter how my day at work went. Doesn't yep. matter how things are going at home with wife or sick family or whatever the things are. It is, I'm theirs. They need me to be exactly what you said. And I like that. It's like you need to be what they need you to be. Yes. And I think that that I think that's awesome. And I think that's a really good expectation. Um, um, you know, in Parmelas, we 
that's the biggest thing because those two and a half, three hours, whatever however long your practices are run, the kids need you to be there. Yeah, be where your feet are, as the as the phrase is. Be where your feet are, and uh, you know I think that's the most important. And you know the second aspect is you know the the new coach he's got to understand this community as a whole. Um, and you, you know you learn you learn about Waynesboro. Waynesboro um, can be a difficult place, but it's a special place, and you got to be able to understand that because if you understand the community, that'll help you understand the individual kid because you understand where he's coming from. And I think it's being person first, right? That's what you led with. And I definitely think it's you have to be locked arm arm in arm with the community. Mm -hmm. It's one of these things where the idea of community building, there is a culture that I am certainly working on building within this football team. And the more that I'm involved with our dudes and building this, I'll call it dude culture, right? Which I'm going to be – is what it is, is building that culture very quickly. I realized, oh, I need to make sure that the parents are on board with this too. Yes. I want to make sure the community understands what it means. And that's why for me it was important to start the podcast with you, which is I need you all to hear. I need you to understand what it means to be a dude, what it means, what are the expectations that we're setting for them. And because there are expectations for, there's expectation of that player, of what we expect them to be. Mm Mm-hmm. There's an expectation of what the coach's role is yes. within this team. There's an expectation of what the athletic director's job needs to be. And then there's most importantly an expectation of what your role is as a parent. Yes. And what you are supposed to be. I know. And I think it's been a long time where I believe that maybe expectations haven't been established the way they need to be established. And there's all a misunderstanding. have to come together. Yeah, they do. they got to come together because if they all come together and they fit, the person that benefits is the kid. Always. And that's what we want. Yep. So I like that. I like that a lot. Um, there is a big movement that I want that Coach, you and I were going to bring up either way on this on the next episode that we were on that is shows you the direction and the folks that the school wants to be um, working with our student-athletes, of giving them opportunities, giving them – the chances to have options, everything we just right. talked about. Yes. And um, this is a new event, so it's an exclusive event for student-athletes at Waynesboro High School, mm-hmm. and it's called Beyond the Finish Line. And so this is for all of our athletes and families, right, that are passionate about health and wellness. And this is guys that think they want to be able to play sports in college if they're interested in pursuing a career related to athletics. Right, This is an event. It's a brand-new event that's exclusively for our student-athletes. And um, all sports, all levels at Waynesboro High School. And um, it's on Monday, February 26th. And it's going to be from 5 to 7 p.m. And it's going to be in the auditorium. And there's going to be a Q&A panel, right, with representatives in various athletic career fields, college athletics. That We're going to have the NCAA compliance coordinator. It's really important because compliance is going to get a lot of folks in trouble. We see them in the news all the time. College coaches, former college athletes, I'm going to be there. So I'll be able to talk. I'm going to be on the panel, talk about my experience playing at Florida as an athlete and then building my own businesses and being in the fitness industry. And there's going to be food. So, amen. So from 6 to 7 p.m., so from 5 to 7 is the event, be Q&A panel for about the first hour, and then from 6 to 7 we'll be able to have dinner and networking. I want everybody to understand the networking part 
Because this could be one of those things where it's like, I'm going to grab a handful of popcorn shrimp and I'm going to get the heck out of there. And I think it's really important that it's, I want everybody to understand. I don't care how anybody feels about this statement. College is only important for the networking. Now, if you're going to be a brain surgeon, I want you to be in school. I want you to do all those things. I think there's certain things, yeah, you need to be there. Mm -hmm. But man, if you are a liberal arts major, I'm just telling you, if you're in Russian poetry, better know some people. You better know some people. It's all about, and we all know this to be true, it's all about who you know. Who you know is what opens those doors for those opportunities. Yes, it does. It just someone I, is on the other side of that door, always knocking is. and opening it, and they're opening it for you. Yes, it's not that you just like we're like able to force your way in. Sure, I'd like to sell you a vacuum. No, it, it doesn't work that way. Like they're they're not going to get the door open, so you need somebody to be on the other side to be able to open it. That is what networking is all about. Yes, because the one thing that I learned that's so important when I was in high school and when I was in college was that it's you don't know who you're talking to, you don't know when you're going to cross paths with them again. You do not know what opportunities that they might present or you might present to them. So it's one of these things when you go to a dinner, don't sit by yourself. Don't talk to the people you know. Find one person that you do not know. Introduce yourself and start that conversation. It's very hard if you're not an outgoing dude and a social person. But you got to understand this is the game. And so if you got these panelists that are going to be at this dinner and you have any inkling at being anything uh, athletically related, college related, and you have access, you're not going to have ac- – how many times are you going to sit down with the NCAA compliance officer? Probably never. Probably, Hopefully never, right? <laughs> like if we're an adult, like, I don't want, and a coach, I don't want to be talking to you ever. But the idea is that you get access, and so it's a really great thing that, um, that the career counselor at Waynesboro has put together. I think it's a great opportunity she's put together, and she's actually uh, spoken to the team before. She talked to the team uh, back in the fall, um, you know, about basically about eligibility, you know, whether it was eligibility here in high school, how to become eligible to play sports in college. Um, and she did a great job, and I was really excited that she that I saw that she put this event together. I think it's a great opportunity for, you know, not only our football players, but all of our student athletes here at Waynesboro. Yeah. So again, it's beyond the finish line. It's going to be on Monday, February 26, 5 to 7. You got RSVP. And so this is the challenge I'm going to make out with all you parents, all you guys that are listening to this. I've already talked to the guys in the weight room on Wednesday about it. I'm going to talk to them again about it tomorrow as of this recording. And it's, you got to sign up. We need to show out as football players to be able to get, and most importantly, spread the news. Make sure everybody's aware, hey, I'm going to this. It's important and want to go. Because it's going to be a great opportunity to be able to learn about all those different career and educational paths that are available in the athletic field that you may want to do after high school, right beyond the finish line yes. of high school. And it's a great way to be able to learn about what it takes to be NCAA eligible and what that day-to-day looks like for student-athletes at the collegiate level. Right Now, it's not a recruiting event. It's very important for us to say this out loud because it is a dead period for our college people as well. Not allowed to be recruiting. No. But this is an opportunity to be able to get um to have that information and i I told all of our guys on wednesday after the same valentine's day massacre because it is a little bit mentally difficult for everybody and physically difficult for that workout and what i explained was my goal as your strength coach is to be able to put you on a position to where if you choose to go play at the next level 
you are not going to be surprised at what is going to be thrown at you mentally and physically. For me, it's I was a walk-on that earned my way and got a scholarship. I'm like, I want you all to be able to hold the, hold the potential to walk on to any program in the country. Yes. And you will have experienced small doses of what to expect. Because I'm going to put the same, put these dudes through the same thing I was put through that was some foundation building for some pretty successful teams when I was in college. Right. And so that is the goal. And I think this is right in line where you now get to talk on the other side of that. Um, there's going to be more information coming out. But again, so I'll, I'll, we'll send something out to all the players as well. And then I'll have a link to it in the description for this episode. But also there's going to be a link in the Instagram accounts bio um, for the team for you to be able to sign up, be able to sign up on that form. Yes. Great opportunity. I encourage everyone to attend. Awesome. Well, if you own a local business in the Shenandoah Valley, you want to be able to support Waynesboro High School's Little Giant football team, you can advertise and sponsor right here on Little Giants Radio. Just email advertise at shenvalleysportsnetwork.com for details. And, of course, tune in next week for our next check-in on the team. All right, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Little Giants Radio Football Edition will be back next week. You can follow all things Little Giants Football on social media at Borough Football VA. That's B-O-R-O Football VA. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, X, TikTok, and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Little Giants Radio anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and share with your friends. One, two, three, four, one!